uh, creativity. What it's all about is finding value and finding the ability to create value for other people. Exactly. And so for yeah. me, the vision for, for the future in five years, 10 years, 15 years is, is creating a culture where, where kids and families see education in a little bit different way, where so. the metric, the metric shifts and the metric is how can we create really awesome stuff? Friday, Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. I hope you guys are enjoying your day. I hope you guys have enjoyed your week. And uh, I hope you guys are ready for Christmas. Uh, this is going to be so fun. I love this time of year. I love all the giving and the gratitude that uh, is shared and the love that is shared this time of year. So keep that going. I really hope you guys are having a great time. Um, before I introduce my next guest, today's guest, uh, which was fantastic, I want to go over a few housekeeping items. If you guys aren't following the podcast, uh, the best way to do that is by signing up for my newsletter. You can do that on daltonkjensen.com. That is probably the best way to do it. Uh, if you want to follow me on Twitter or Facebook, you can, Dalton K. Jensen. You can find me there on both of those uh, or LinkedIn as well, Dalton K. Jensen. And with that all being said, I have started a new little venture. Uh, most of you know I love sales. If you've listened to the podcast for any amount of time, um, you know that I love selling. Uh, so I've decided to take the leap and to become a uh, sales coach and sales trainer for small business owners, coaches, and small sales teams. So if that sounds like you and you're interested in sales training, um, listeners of my podcast get a special deal. So just mention that you heard this ad on the podcast uh, and email me or message me on any uh, social media outlet. Uh, my email is dalton at daltonkjensen.com. Email me. We'll work it out. Make sure you get sales training. So with all that said, Travis Lish joined me for an episode of the podcast. And this will be a little longer intro because I have nothing but amazing, amazing things to say about Travis. He's the founder of the Startup Academy. I had the opportunity to go to one of their presentations and be a guest shark uh, for these young entrepreneurs who are building some amazing businesses. Um, we got to give out a $500 prize. I got to give out $100 of my own money to an amazing nonprofit organization called the Cinderella Project. Look that up if you don't know about it. But I, none of this would have been possible without Travis. And he's doing amazing things. So make sure you look him up, the Startup Academy. Make sure you get involved with these young entrepreneurs because the first law of sales is don't skip the lemonade stand. And I mean that. So stay tuned, strap in. This was an amazing conversation. I'm really glad he came on and you guys enjoy and share this with your friends. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome everybody. This is Don Jensen and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. release it and get it out to the world so it'll be fun to watch that come out it's awesome yeah i uh i was taking a look at it and i mean i need help with sales myself and so <laughs> i think it's gonna be awesome well, yeah man so well let's start with this um i know you got a few things going i know that that we re that we connected on connect utah uh about like helping youth tackle entrepreneurship and give them opportunities that they wouldn't find in like a traditional classroom setting. How did you start that? And where did that come from? 
Yeah. So I, for me, this journey started like seven years ago. Uh, I was in uh, my last year of college and one of my best yeah. buddies as a kid, he, uh, when I was 24, he was also 24, uh, but he had gotten involved with a different group of kids. And so like, I had been like living, honestly, this life that I was like so happy about um, chasing dreams. And he had been in and out of corrections facilities for a decade. And that just like drove me crazy that um, choices <laughs> as a kid could like curb his whole life. And yeah. And so I was sitting there in college and I'm like, how how do we figure out how to like give kids more passion, more purpose, more meaning in their lives? And so I started searching and searching and searching for something that that could be helpful to them and uh, dabbled yeah. a little bit in the nonprofit space, dabbled a little bit with uh, entrepreneurship, a little bit in charter schools, public schools. Yeah. And the thing that I arrived at was um, that the meaning that comes through creation uh, is is almost second to none. It's pretty awesome. And so we yeah. started or I started helping kids uh, with their creativity, as well as uh, starting up businesses uh, about five years ago. And oh, wow. it's, it's been a ride, man. And so we, we take them down different challenges and different paths that help them uh, fall in love with creation, take ideas and turn them into reality. Yeah. And then we culminate with a, with a Shark Tank competition. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. so you kind of do your own like mini little Shark Tank. So is that, is that what I'm understanding or is it like the yeah. Shark Tank? <laughs> yeah, so we, we host them and we put them on. And so our next one is actually on December 11th. And uh, Provo, oh, Utah. Nice. Uh, so yeah, they're they're so awesome. And we have kids who are like they do anything and everything. So some people are setting out to invent new products. Others are doing meal prep for for people, and others are a little bit more elementary. But it's awesome stuff. Yeah. Oh wow, dude! Holy cow, that's insane. So um, so you have you have kids going all over the place. I kind of want to go back. Uh, just a little bit, you were studying in college. I mean, you talked about your friend doing these things um, and you kind of, you know, getting this realization that sometimes when you're a kid, these decisions can, you know, turn for the worst. And you, so you start this whole thing, but in college, what were you studying in college? And like, how did you find your, finally find your way into like mentoring kids? Cause that would be, I mean, it's a very, no, like, it's amazing thing to do, but it's just, it feels like there's so many things you could do in college that so many people do, you know what I mean? And yeah. that one is pretty unique. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, I was studying psychology uh, because to oh, be okay. honest with you, in my head, I was like, I know I want to help people. And the only way or the best way that I thought I knew how was to do, you know, like the therapy route. Oh yeah. And, and uh, it actually, so it, it turned out that after a couple of years where I had this realization uh, with like, okay, we got to help kids create stuff. And a lot of people, uh, Dalton, a lot of people will say like, okay, I'm going to go and make my money. And then, and then I'll dedicate my life to like philanthropy. Yeah. And, and there I was at 24 being like that. I can't wait 20 or 30 years, man. <laughs> like, yeah. I've just got to like be, I've got to figure out how to make money doing the thing that I care about and the thing that I love. Yeah. And so I actually immediately applied to uh, grad school. And so I went and got a, oh, wow. a degree in public administration, uh, oh, which nice. sort of set me up on the, the nonprofit route. And so um, while I was in my MPA degree, 
uh, an individual offered me like a pretty decent lump sum of cash. And he yeah. basically just said like, Hey, I've got like this chunk of cash. Uh, our visions align. Like I'll give the money you give your time and let's make something happen. And so that's oh, cool. when, that's how it all started for me to jump in this aspect of mentoring teens and, and working with them pretty closely. That's pretty sweet, man. So do you work with teens all over or is it specifically in, uh, you know, like, uh, what would that be like Southern, you know, central Utah, like Provo area, or do you work everywhere? Or what, what is that? Yeah. So we started off only here in Utah County. Yes. Um, central okay. Northern Utah. Uh, but okay. as of uh, right now and really starting in January, we're launching more of our online program. So we're branching out, uh, we're going yeah. nationwide and that's uh, something that I'm absolutely thrilled about. Yeah. That, that, so I think, and that's how we connected, right? You were looking for people to help on the online perspective. Absolutely. Cause what it should be online. Yeah. And, and what we've built out <laughs> so far is this uh, program where like we'll help kids take ideas and then start businesses with them. And for the mm -hmm. last few years, that's where we've been uh, stationed ourselves. And so yeah. what I'm building out now is, okay, well, how do we get other kids interested in entrepreneurship? So we're launching a program for kids, specifically helping them just explode in their creativity. And oh, then nice. <laughs> also creating the program. This is where I reached out to people like you, for those who have just launched a business. Now, how do we help coach them through going from awesome, you've yeah. launched it and maybe you've got some investment, but now let's like, let's build this thing. Yeah. Build it and scale it and, and get it like off the ground. Yeah, man. Cause that, that's a really great thing. You know, when we've kind of switched in, in the world of business where like entrepreneurship is a buzz and now ideas really aren't worth a whole lot. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I totally know what you're saying. I think the, the interesting thing and the thing that we focus on a lot, because I totally agree with you where like <laughs> yeah. ideas are a dime a dozen and like, yeah, I mean, I, I've got like, you know, I got a notebook full of ideas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and most people who are entrepreneurially minded, they have one of those, you know, you just write it around. Down. Yeah. I got a bullet journal. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> and it's crazy. Cause I'm, I play yeah. a little bit in the physical product space. And so, uh, it, I don't know if you've ever like looked at the U S patent office and, and browsed through the patents. I mean, there yeah. seriously are like millions of patents that wow. like no one's ever brought to market. And so yeah. it's fascinating because like you said, ideas are a dime a dozen, but actually executing <laughs> them and providing real value for people, uh, it requires mm -hmm. real, not only know-how, but a ton of grit. <laughs> well, you know, what's funny about that. Like I help people with their sales teams and like, I help them like, you know, and I specifically like if, if somebody comes up and they're like, I want you to train my sales team. Like I do that, but I like the small business owners who who need, who just need help, like negotiating with everyday clients, or maybe they need help negotiating with like an investor or selling their product or something like that. But what's funny is like, every time I end up helping somebody, not every time, but sometimes I'll, I'll be asked to sign like an NDA and I'm like, okay, you know, and I never say no. Cause like, I don't, I mean like, you know, but I, but I'm always curious. I'm like, oh, that's fine. Like, but what is it for? And they're like, well, I don't want anybody to take my idea. And I'm like, well, all right. I mean, like, I'll sign it. Like, I'll be like, okay, I'll sign whatever you want me to sign. But you got to know that, like, if you're scared that somebody's taking your idea, in my opinion, that means you're not taking enough action to get it out there to enough people. That's what I, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. you know, because as a sales guy, like I teach confidence, like you could put me right now on a sales floor 
where with a hundred other people and I would find a way to come out on top because comp- it's not about competition. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I just, yeah. yeah, it's, it's just funny. I get these NDAs and I'm like, all right. But like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, see that you know? all the time where like, yeah, that dude. is the biggest hesitation where people are like, well, I like him. I don't want to get started because I don't want to talk to people about my idea because then they might steal it. And I'm like, listen, if you don't talk about your idea, like, Hey, you're never going to do it either. Yeah. Like, What's the point of having it if you never talk about it and B, people are just so busy. And so like, yeah, I don't know. People are a lot less interested. In yeah. Ideas, I think than we like to think. Yeah. I do tell people that I'm like, you're talking to the wrong guy. If you think I'm going to steal your idea, I got way too many. My wife will kill me if I start another business. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She'll kill Absolutely. me. Absolutely. Yeah. But, I feel uh, that. <laughs> yeah. But that, it's really cool because then, then you get to like, but, you, but it's also cool, like in your position to see a lot of kids come up with their own ideas. What, what, it, what do you get the most of like dealing in this space? You said for five years. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you get the most of? What ideas do you come up frequently? Yeah. Can I tell you some of my favorite ideas? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, some of the coolest stuff, uh, uh, funny enough, like there's a whole spectrum, right? And so some people will come and they'll do greeting cards or they'll want to oh. do calligraphy and, and all that stuff is awesome. Uh, other people will do landscaping. I once had a 13-year-old oh. <laughs> who uh, we were talking about business ideas and he he's 13 and he looks at me and he's like, well, I don't want to do a landscaping business because that's a kid's business. And I was like, well, first of all, like you are 13. But second of all, like people make huge amount of money doing landscaping. It's about doing it right. Like if you want to run an adult business, run it like an adult. Um, And so across the board that way. And then a few of our our teens end up wanting to create products, which is so awesome. So a few years back, uh, one of our one of our participants, his name was Michael. Uh, Michael's actually going to be one of the judges in our Shark Tank this year, and I'm so stoked about it. He's he's 20 oh, now. Oh wow! So you get uh, to you get to have people come back and kind of go yeah, full circle. Totally. Uh, this is dope. actually the first time we've done that, and I'm really stoked on it. Uh, but Michael, yeah, he created uh, so they're wooden bow ties, and they connect oh. <laughs> via magnet, so you can exchange the design you want. Uh, hey, pretty cool. awesome, right? That's and so, cool. <laughs> if you go to any of the local farmers markets, uh, he's just like there's always a crowd around his booth, and he's crushing it. He's doing awesome. Uh, yeah. This year, he's projected to bring in 65k on wooden bow ties. Wow, it's wooden awesome. bow ties, dude! That's <laughs> insanity. Know. It is so awesome, and so wow, uh, good for him. I love people who are. are or fiddling around in that space of product design. Those are always my favorites. Uh, although, I mean, kids who are doing landscaping or putting up Christmas lights or cleaning garbage yeah. cans, all that stuff is just inspiring to see when kids are doing yeah. stuff that adults don't want to do, you know? Oh yeah, that's great. You know, I posted on Twitter. I'm like, uh, I, I'm very active on Twitter. And, uh, and part of like what I help teach people, um, I have like a virtual assistant thing. I help people start their own VA business. But I posted that. I was like, if you want to make an extra 1500 bucks a month, go find 10 business owners and offer to do everything that they don't want to do. Yeah. And it's cool. You know what I mean? And you'll make all the money that you need to make. And, um, and what's cool about that is yes, these kids can go and do things that yeah, like grownups don't want to do. That's great idea, man. And it, it teaches like work ethic and stuff. And totally. that's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. 
one of the things we talk about all the time is like, I think kids do it. Adults do it. We all do it where we sort of, we tell this story in our mind where it's like, well, if it's not the next <laughs> Facebook, then, then what's the point? Oh, or yeah. if it's not the next Airbnb, then I'm wasting my time. And yeah, I, I personally believe you have to start a $100 mm-hmm. business before you learn the skills to, to start the bigger <laughs> thing, you know? Yeah. Have you been listening to my podcast? Cause we, <laughs> I, this is no, I'm serious. Like I have two main like overarching principles that of the reason why I started this podcast. The first one was like, if people, yeah, people approach business and they're like, if I, if I'm not the next Jeff Bezos or the next, or the next Warren Buffett, like I'm out. Right. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but you have, so what's funny when you were mentioning about landscaping. So I met, um, briefly met Rudy Larson, who's the CEO and founder of Lawn Butler here in Utah. Okay. You familiar with Lawn Butler? Yeah. He's got a, and he's, okay. So, I mean, it might be further, like I live in North Salt Lake. We are brought to you guys by Sheffield Cider. Now, if you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I love taste testing this cider. It's one of my personal favorites. And every guest that I bring on who tries it with me says the same thing. And they finally partnered with us so that you can share Sheffield Cider with those that you love. Sheffield Cider is a crisp, organic, artisan, non-alcoholic cider that comes from fresh apples right out of Sheffield Farms in Mesa, Washington. It really doesn't get better than this. So when you use code THINK10, you'll save 10% off a full case of Sheffield Cider. So make sure that you check them out, sheffieldcider.com, use code THINK10 and enjoy. It'll be the best decision you've ever made. So it might be further up here, but there's tons of them in Salt. I mean, it's a huge business that he started when he was 16 and and just kept going. Yeah. And dude, I mean, he's got trucks, he's got people. Um, so it's like, but then you got guys like, so I, I, I met Rudy Larson. I, I interviewed Kimo Mack, who's the owner of Mobetas on here. Okay. Um, nice. And it's like, yeah. and it's like, yeah, you, 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 you don't want to start your business because you're not going to be the next Jeff Bezos, but Kimo Mack is right next door. And that guy's a multimillionaire and he'll sit down at, and eat lunch with you. If you ask yeah. him to, he would find yeah. the time, you know? And then the second one is, the, the second one is that, you know, the one I taught, then the second thing is, is getting people just to start because I, I had a conversation with a guy who, where, where we, where we talked just about this, that, that uh, people are like, I'm not going to start a business until you, I have a million dollar idea. And I, and my argument is what you say, you wouldn't even recognize a million dollar idea because you've never started your hundred dollar idea. You wouldn't even <laughs> know if it's a million, you know what I'm saying? Right. And you wouldn't know start how to build it. Yeah. You wouldn't know how to build it, but it's like, I'm not, I'm waiting for the million dollar idea. Have you started a, have you started a hundred dollar idea? Well, no. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. You're never going to find a million dollar idea. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I totally crazy, agree. Right? couldn't agree more. Uh, and I mean, like I, f- I fall into yeah. that sometimes too, right? Where you're like, well, it's sure. like, is it really worth my time? And, and yeah. one of my favorite things is, uh, I mean, we're all familiar with Swig and So Delicious, especially here in Utah, you know? Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kevin. Kevin Arneg, he used to come and speak with our, with our kids. And, uh, his, his story is so awesome because he still describes so delicious as a glorified lemonade stand. It's yeah. like the most simple business in the book that we all ran when we were four years old, uh, for Kevin Arneg, that was a million dollar business. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just like, who can, who can apply the hundred dollar business at a higher level? Uh, and you yeah. can do just about anything. 
Yeah. And, and it just shows like, it just shows you like, it's not so much about the idea as it is just about how you can execute it, how you can get it out there to people. Um, and I really believe like when you talk about things like so delicious and swig and fizz and all these places, like there's a million drink shops, but every one of them can be successful if you just like do it and be you and put you into the process. You know what I'm saying? Right. This is where your, your cells come into play, right? Oh yeah. Well, and not only that, but like one of the things that you wanted to talk about, which I definitely want to get to is like the creativity that comes mm-hmm. into the business. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like I could go, so I grew up in the Midwest, right? That's why I'm wearing Iowa. Yeah. <laughs> um, I grew I grew up in the Midwest and like, we didn't have drink shops, but we had Sonic. So when I came and Sonic's like the OG, so yeah. the, you know what I mean? It's like dubbed America's hours like, drink or something. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that was our, so when I came here, they were like, oh, we can go to Fizz. And I was like, we'll just go to like, are you mean Sonic? Like, what do they do? And they, they would explain to me. I'm like, oh, just like Sonic, uh, but there's no Sonics out here. Um, but yeah, it's about like the creativity that you put into it and, and people buy you like, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. And so I, I believe in that. And I, I would like, I mean, if the horse is dead, then I'll be the dead horse like over and over again, because <laughs> I, I truly think so. Something that happens in our school system, uh, whether you're like talking traditional school or what have you, mm-hmm. but primarily uh, the public school system is that uh, it was literally designed to, to cough out uh, factory workers, right, to be assembly workers. Mm-hmm. And so it yeah. it turns or it attempts to turn kids into cookie cutters. Right. And so like, as, as all of us uh, grow up, we, we, we have this thing where the creativity has been shoved out of us and the mm-hmm. curiosity gets extinguished in us. And so yeah. one thing that we try to do big time is helping kids yeah. uh, not only maintain their cre- creativity, but explode it. And so we'll, we'll gamify the whole process. And uh, one thing that we do, so we give them an activity and a challenge where, for example, it's like, okay, you have 120 dominoes here. How tall can you build that tower? You're on a time crunch versus kids around the country. Ready, set, go. They're yeah. experimenting styles. They're experimenting, uh, you know, different strategies to build that tower. And in a face <laughs> value, it feels like that's not really connected to entrepreneurship. Uh, yeah. But, but what we're getting down to is this idea that uh, creativity, what it's all about is finding value and finding the ability to create value for other people. Um, when originally there wasn't anything there. So whether that's just a pile of of dominoes that you're turning into a tower, um, when you start growing up, right, that turns into <laughs> lemons and water that you sell for lemonade. Uh, the, how do we create an insane amount amount of value for other people so much so they start giving us their money for it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and how do you teach them how to find what's valuable to other people? Because I think value is a is we've hit it on the head. Right. But my thing with when people say value is it's so like arbitrary. And my, my favorite thing is like value. And I even say this, like in my book that's coming up, but like value is like beauty, right. It's in the eye of the beholder. So, yeah. So how do you, yeah. You know what I mean? So how do you teach them to find out what's valuable to, to maybe yeah. their, their power base or whatever? Absolutely. And, and so this is something where we, we teased it. We mentioned it a little bit before of, of being willing to talk about it, being willing oh, yeah. to get your idea out there. So what we'll do is, is we'll do some ideation activities and we'll get the, the ideas flowing. 
Uh, but then we just send the kids out to literally just talk to people and to try and sell people on their idea before they even have a product, <laughs> right? And so yeah. we we step into the space that's really vulnerable and and for kids and adults alike, it's kind of terrifying, right? You're wearing your emotions yeah. on your sleeve and it's something that you're interested in. And so yeah. we send them out to sell stuff they haven't created yet. And then we pay close <laughs> attention to how people are responding, right? If people are pulling out their wallets, we might have an yeah. idea. And if people are giving us excuses, then we may need to keep looking. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's a great one. You know, that's a great way. I mean, that's sales is like this. You have an automatic feedback. You get automatic mm -hmm. feedback. It's like, because I mean, at the end of the day, we can, we can like study pricing and we can study marketing, but if somebody's not going to cut a check, right. Like, it's, it's not worth anything. Right. So my favorite quote, and I learned this in my first sales job, I sold cars and it was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but we talked, they, so you know how there's book values in cars. So people go like, if you want to know the value of your car, you'll go to like Kelly blue book or Edmonds yeah. or something like that. Right. Uh huh. And, and I, and I got this from a grumpy old used car manager, but it was like full of, it was like full of so much wisdom. But he said, the only book value that matters in this world is a checkbook. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. he would use, he would say that to customers and it kind of piss them off. But I was like, <laughs> but you know what? At the end of the day, at, in business, like we can get market caps, we can get valuations, but the only check, but the only book that matters is a checkbook. Like what yeah. somebody's willing to pay for and how much they're willing to pay for it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool and that you make them go out there and like put their feet on the fire and <laughs> And so it, cool. And to be <laughs> honest with you, like that's a mistake that I've made. And I think a lot of us make as we're in the startup process <laughs> is that we uh, like we'll spend dozens of hours like making a Facebook page and and like yeah, right. getting a website going and like we'll do all of these things that, like feel like we're making progress. But we have no idea if anybody even wants the thing we're going to sell to them, you know? <laughs> and so like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like a lot of time we spin our wheels before we really, uh, before we get to the important issue is, is anybody pulling out their checkbooks for this? You know? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Cause you, I think what's worse than, I, I mean, I think what's really cool about what you're doing, sending, sending these kids out and making them sell it. First of all, they get like invaluable experience. Cause that's real, real life. Yeah. Like, these, these guys who tell the, you know, these sales gurus, like air quotes that tell you like cold calling is dead. They're lying to you. Like mm. you have to market yourself. You have to go knock on a door. And I mean, maybe not cold calling, right? Maybe not picking up the phone and calling somebody you've never met, but like, right. I would also consider cold calling like, like, Hey, Travis, I want to, I want to pitch you an idea. You have five minutes. Like that would be yeah. to me. Yeah. You don't know what I'm doing. You don't know what I'm offering. Right. But I, <laughs> that's totally. a great experience, man. Yeah, it's awesome. Man, that's cool. <laughs> how do they how do they react to that when you tell them like, all right, you gotta go sell this? <laughs> I mean, they're terrified, man. It's it's so scary. Uh but yeah. one thing we do uh before that, so one step we do is is we do a few activities that help them get experience uh starting to see what's valuable and what what has value. So one of the first activities we do is we send them out and they just play bigger or better. And so they oh, I literally okay, cool. give them, yeah, yeah, you, you, you know, the game. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. so I give them just a rock and, and, and their task is to go out and get stuff that's bigger or better or more valuable. And, 
And so we've had kids, man, I'm serious. We've had kids do incredible stuff where a few trades in, uh, we have had a kid come back with an iPhone. This was back when an iPhone <laughs> nine was the newest one. He came back with an yeah. iPhone six and we were oh, like, wow. oh. it was so yeah. awesome. So we, he sold it for 600 bucks. It was insane. Uh, we've wow. had a girl, uh, the all time winner of our bigger, better challenge. She, uh, <laughs> traded and traded and then she ended up with a motorcycle trailer. Oh, wow. And, a trail. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. And she hops on KSL and she offers instead of for sale, she offers it for trade. And she got in contact with a cement layer uh, and her parents had wanted a cement pad in their backyard. And so she traded the trailer for the cement supplier for a cement pad in her parents' backyard for $10,000. That, yeah, that's what I can. Cement so like a fully enclosed motorcycle trailer. Yeah. Yeah. And so she, I mean, that was just (laughs) like so awesome. Right. But the interesting thing is, is sometimes uh, as we're doing these sorts of activities, right? Like sometimes kids will come back. I also had a kid come back with like a pot belly stove and he told me like online, it tells me that this thing is worth 1200 bucks. And I was like, awesome. Then go list it and sell it. And he couldn't sell the thing. And so like, we do we do a lot of activities yeah, like this where they right. start to get a feel for like okay uh, this I got a Sony soundbar and people would buy that I got whatever else a potbelly stove and people didn't want it right and they start to f- yeah. figure out what's valuable how do you list stuff so that people find it valuable and yeah uh, or like or like where you list it right because like a potbelly right. stove might not sell on KSL but that might sell on facebook or craig like craigslist that's one in the totally totally um, you know it's just that's cool man that's cool yeah so yeah so you (laughs) get that's that's really yeah we just throw them out to the wolves man and so what happens is once kids have a few positive experiences and even if their positive experience is like a kid came back once with a pair of Kyrie irving shoes uh, like oh yeah okay <laughs> cool and he was like you know what i actually don't want to sell these like i just want to keep them and it was all all right cool you just spent yeah, 30 minutes and you got yourself a pair of new shoes that are pretty dope you know uh yeah and so before they even come up with an idea that's their own they start to build in confidence of what they can achieve and and the fact that they can make money doing some pretty random stuff yeah and that's the cool part like that's the cool thing i follow this this person on Twitter who always who's like um she talks about cash flowing businesses that aren't glamorous like mm. vending machine like these places you yeah. never think would make money like vending machines or parking yeah. lots or something like that you know it's like <laughs> it's like yeah you can really make money or like dude wooden bow ties who would have ever thought you know Most what i mean but <laughs> yeah no i mean you would have never thought about it but you have a cool idea you get a spunky little kid who's on fire and uh-huh. who could sell, you know what I mean? Who could sell ice to an Eskimo and you just, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? And you just let him go and then yeah. he makes 65, he makes 65 K in a year and he, it, he needs a CPA. <laughs> it, he does. And it is so cool. Uh, it's something really, uh, it's something that I talk to parents about all the time too, is, is uh, getting started in business when you're a teenager is so beneficial because let's be honest, like if you or I, Dalton, if we went and knocked on a door, we were like selling Hershey's chocolates. People would yeah. look at us kind of weird. Um, yeah. Flashback the clock. If we were 16 doing that same thing, 
every oh, one of those everybody people would buy it. Give us money for a Hershey's bar. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it is a great time to kind of like learn the ropes and and it's a great time to like learn and also have people be easy on you. Because yes, yeah, like if somebody like every time, well, because I'm a well, I'm a sales guy, and the number one rule I tell people is don't skip the lemonade stand. Like if you're in sales and you're serious about selling, don't skip the lemonade stand because that will come mm. back to if you can't pay five dollars for crappy lemonade uh-huh. nobody will come and buy it you know i mean i'm not saying all of it's crappy but you know what i mean like that's yeah, the rule. if you want to yeah. be successful in sales a little kid comes and knocks on your door and sells and selling those little chocolate bars for two dollars i don't <laughs> care if you can buy 18 of them for two dollars you hand the kid two bucks and you eat your chocolate and you go home yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just and I, it. Love it. <laughs> I absolutely love it. I literally will like flip U turns on the street when I see kids selling lemonade. Yeah. Flip around. I'll like dig in the seat cushions. Where are the quarters? Yeah. You know? I'm figuring out. How yes. Money. <laughs> because, because, and, and you know what? Sometimes I'm like, hey, I, I can't afford, like, sometimes they're selling it and I don't have any cash on me. Rookie mistake. But sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm like, hey, I, I can't afford it. So, like, just take this money and just keep it right. Like, yeah, you got to do something. I don't know because it's just like, that's my rule. That's my rule. Like if you join a sales team that I'm on or if you air in one of my trainings, that's the number one rule. That is don't skip the lemonade stand. I love that. (laughs) I love that. I think it does a lot for, I think it does a lot for both parties. It does. It does. uh, For, for the kids perspective, uh, just the confidence boost, man, that like, I you just saw something. a stranger who pulled over in their car and they gave me money, you know, like, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. And so yeah, once, it's a bit, be- yeah. Yeah. Once we help them get in that mentality, uh, then they start getting a little more courageous and like, oh, well, maybe I that's can provide cool. more value than a lemonade cup. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you kind of just go from there and, <laughs> and you let them knock doors and people aren't mean to them, but some people... But they might mean, but they might be a little cold and that's what you kind of want to get. You know what I mean? And yeah, just get, open them up and start get, yeah. giving and them ideas. And- that's the beauty of, mm-hmm. of having a group too, where we'll come back after a week and, and we'll all just laugh together about the, the <laughs> old grandpa who was mean to him on the doorstep, you know? <laughs> yeah, and so, those and, guys, yeah. Yeah. And, and so instead of it being traumatizing, it's like, who has the craziest story from this week, you know? And, Oh yeah, good call. And it ends up yeah. being a good time. Yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, and what you know, what I teach sales, it's just so funny because I just feel like business is so much sales. And if you and if a grandpa won't buy a lemonade, you know, if that grumpy old man won't buy a lemonade, he's not gonna. You know, he gives everybody a hard time. Yeah, and I know that, right? So like, that's what's also cool is like, you know, you see somebody being mean, and you're just like you know, maybe they had a bad day or maybe they just do that to everybody. Like I'm not right. special, right? He didn't go right. out of his way to be a douche to me. <laughs> He's probably a douche to everybody. So yeah, I, I'm yeah almost move a on. guarantee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. hey, have you heard of, uh, have you heard of the game? It's actually a Ted talk. Like I gave a Ted talk a few years back called rejection proof. You heard of that one? Oh, I don't think so. No, but enlighten me, please. I love okay. Ted talks. It's pretty awesome. I started doing it with the kids as soon as I saw this TED Talk because what he did is he set out and for, I don't remember if it was a month or a full year, but he decided that his goal was to get rejected as many times as he could. So he just like, 
he would just walk into a McDonald's and ask for a cheeseburger or he would like walk up to a stranger <laughs> and, and ask her to marry him. Like stuff that he knew or he anticipated that he would get rejected on uh, yeah. because he wanted to get insanely comfortable with the idea of getting rejected. Oh yeah. Okay. And, and so we'll do this with the kids and <laughs> it's awesome. Cause they'll come back a week later and they're like, I got rejected 42 times this week. And it's like, nice job. Jeremy. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, and then the That's crazy great. thing, <laughs> the crazy part too is then they'll come back and they'll also say, uh, like somebody just gave me a $20 bill. I just asked oh, them for cool. one and they gave it to me. Or I just like <laughs> I pulled up to the car wash place and they just gave me a free car wash because I asked them. And so uh, yeah. not only do they experience this idea that like, oh, getting rejected isn't the end of the world. Uh, but they also experience this idea that people actually want to say yes to you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, what is, you know, what is so cool about that is I've never heard of that game, but it's a, it's a perfect game because I think the, I think the important, I think there's two, right. It's, it's important to learn how to get rejected so that you can prepare for it. Like Mm -hmm. somebody tells, you no, like you didn't die. You didn't get sick. You know what I mean? They didn't yell at you. Most likely they just said, no, you know, right. They might've told some bad stories behind your back, but it's okay. So like, it's fine, right? It's not the end of the world. Right. And the, but the second thing is, is like what you just said, like, just ask them, ask them and then shut up. <laughs> Can I have 20 bucks? The worst they're going to say is no. <laughs> yeah. The worst they're going to say is no. Right. But what if they say yes and hand you 20 bucks? That's great. Yeah. <laughs> that's it so is. cool. Cause it, that's the hardest thing for people to do in sales. It's just I go, ask. just ask them, just lay it down. What are they going to do? Tell you no. That's not a big deal. Yeah. We'll go. For, we we know what to do after they say no. So you might as well just get to it first. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my wife actually she works in in digital marketing and she's she's exceptional. But one of yeah. the things that she'll one of the first questions she'll ask people if they come to her and ask her like I'm just like not making any money. And the first oh, yeah, thing that okay. she'll ask them is, "Are you asking people for their money?" Uh, if you're not like if you're not pitching them if you're not making a sale like you'll never receive that money you know and so yeah i I just love that it is that's wow that very great is like i'm not making any money did you yeah did you ask them for it (laughs) yeah i think so like Like, yeah because that's also frustrating for me is like you know it is when somebody goes i'm not making any money and i go okay well let me see like what you're doing and i go dude you didn't even ask them You know, and it doesn't have to be fancy. Like I know some people, you might hear me sell and it might be a little fancy, but I was like, it doesn't even have to be fancy. Just go, Hey, uh, I have red fish for sale. They're $15. Do you want $15 worth of red fish? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Cause if you don't, they'll never say yes. You know? Yeah. That's so cool. Dude, that's amazing what you're doing for those kids. I can only imagine what happens after that. Like yeah. a business, maybe some of them don't go on to be entrepreneurs, but I would rather have that kid on my team in right. any scenario. Totally. And, you know, confident. So, yeah, absolutely. And so zooming out a yeah. little bit of, of like bigger picture of, I think that the world, uh, do you have kids Dalton? Yeah, I do. Oh. I have two. Oh, awesome. How old are they? They're three and five. Okay, perfect. Still applies. Yeah. Uh, I think that by the time that your kids, I don't have any kids yet, but by the time yeah, that your yeah. kids and my kids grow up to be 18 year olds, I think that they will have to justify their reasoning to go to college because yeah. the world is opening up in a way where uh, 
Like if you're just the best at video editing, nobody cares if you have a degree. They just want to know if you know how to do it. Yeah, they're, gonna... they're, yeah, they'll they'll be like, "Can I see your portfolio?" Right. And like, so oh, I love that. Oh, you're hired. I don't care. Exactly. And so yeah. for me, the vision for for the future in five years, ten years, fifteen years is is creating a culture where where kids and families see education in a little bit different way where so. the metric the metric shifts and the metric is how can we create really awesome stuff and if that's creating awesome podcasts or video editing yeah. or facebook ads or whatever like go and find the skill that you're going to hone if you're not going to start your own business cool but go be the best value add to a ceo yeah. somewhere and then like, if you want to yeah. be a doctor, cool, go to college. But I don't think college will be uh, a given in 20 years. Uh, no way. There's no way. If I, you know, what's funny about that is I used to have a certain investment vehicle um, that I was planning on, you know, I, I put away for my kids. Uh, and then I was like, I woke up one day and I was like, dude, college, I, I went crazy. I was like, college isn't gonna, even going to be a thing when they're, when they're 20. I, yeah. I don't know. Cause I think like, I, in fact, you know, you, you know what else I'm, I bring up Twitter a lot, but I created, um, you know, I'm, I'm about, I, I have a year left my MBA. Um, I'm taking a program, but what was funny was like, I heard somebody on Twitter go, you know, if you follow the right people, you'll have an MBA. We are also brought to you guys by Monarch Social. Now, Monarch Social isn't just another social media marketing company because they're going to take care of you on all your digital marketing fronts from SEO to beautifully designed websites to custom videography. And if you want to know more about that, you got to check out the video they did for me uh, on the Thinking Project Facebook group um, because it was absolutely phenomenal. They absolutely killed it. Morgan and his team take really good care of you. They walk you through every step of the process and the communication is on point. So if you need a custom video, a beautifully designed website, if you need uh, custom social media ad campaigns, Monarch Socials, where it's at. They also have a podcast they release every Friday where they bring you a ton of value. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com, or you can find them wherever uh, you're on social media because they're probably there too. So check them out, monarchsocialbrand.com and get your digital marketing rolling. And so I made a, I made a Twitter MBA list with like all of these. So, you know, in, 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 in MBA, you got finance, you got accounting. So I went and found finance places. I found accounting ones about marketing. You know, it's just cool to like go through that and be like, oh yeah, that's great. dude. Yeah. You learn all of that. You're all, it's almost like you're your own credential. And so now yeah. it's really about who, you know, and how you can con get and connect, you know, get connect with people and things like that. Yeah. A hundred percent agreed. I, I have seen so many kids and kids are just like adults, right? Like some are driven, some aren't, some are yeah, totally sure. distracted others aren't. Yeah, right. But I've seen incredible kids where in my head, I'm like, okay, at the age of 16, like this kid's already created the product. He's already figured out supply chain. He's already like presented products to yeah. customers where in my head, by the time that kid is 18 years old, he'll have been managing a supply chain, albeit a, a small supply chain, but he's managed the sure. supply chain for four years. And yeah. some people go to college for four years to get a supply chain degree. And in my head, <laughs> this kid's lived it, man. Like he's done it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that moving forward in the future, 
uh, that type of of model is quite realistic, actually. That a number of kids at the age of 14 can be outperforming. I mean, the world is just changing. And so like a 14 year old can be just as equipped as you or I to run Facebook ads or to the next VR, whatever, you know, like, yeah. And I would, yeah. And I would almost be like, I would, I would almost be like, if somebody were running Facebook ads and one was 14 and one was 25 age, wouldn't, I wouldn't even care because I've seen 25 year olds run shitty ads. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay. So, yeah, yeah, all you like, care okay. about is will you help my ROI? Yeah, and yeah, exactly. Yes, I don't. Yeah. yeah, I don't care if you're seven or seventy. You're my. Yeah, person, I mean, you know? it doesn't really. Ma- yeah, it doesn't matter to me. But you know, it's you know, you know what else is cool. So when you're talking about that, I think one of the times I laughed the hardest in my life was when somebody was taking. I was hiring salespeople. I was in a position where I was hiring salespeople. And somebody came up to me and they were like, I have a professional sales degree. I'm looking for a job. And mm. I was like, this is going to be great. I'm like, this, and I meant that like sarcastically because I'm ready for this guy. You know, he was like really confident. He came in, he came in and he was like, got a, I got a degree. My GPA was this. And I was like, I looked at him and I was like, i like put down his resume and I was like, here, all right, here's the deal. And, um, I do this, I do this interview thing when people get really cocky with me like that. Um, it's not like Wolf of Wall Street because it's a lot different, but it is, but it's similar in the sense uh-huh. that like I say, sell me the pen. Right. And 99% of people fail and he included, including him. Oh, and it's no. just so funny. Cause you just like, yeah, you have a professional sales degree, but you've never asked somebody for $1 right. of real money in four years. You got a degree and didn't sell one thing. Legitimately sell yeah. one thing. <laughs> it, like, that kind of like, like break crazy, my brain. yeah yeah it's like that's... you got a professional sales degree i'm like i sat in one of those classes i'm like if you i'm like and listen listen man i sell car i sold cars i'm right next to lawyers on like how much people hate you right <laughs> yeah. it's like used car salesmen lawyers right like <laughs> buy you know uh cat you know uh the the <laughs> The payday loans, like we're right there with each other. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't like, trust you. Yeah, yeah. And you shouldn't, by the way. Like, which is fine. You know, that's on me. That's not on you. I gotta I gotta deal with that and I do a good job with that. So so my thing with him was like, bro, I sell cars and I know that that wouldn't work to sell a car. Right. <laughs> You're yeah. crazy, man. You're crazy. Yeah. So it's bananas. I love it. Yeah, I love it. And so I think I think what you're building, Dalton, is is so similar actually to what what I'm building out. Uh and and really the focus really is just how do we how do we help people uh experience the world in such a way where they learn how to create value for other people? Uh like yeah. I love you, your course that you just released on uh the virtual assistant, right? Like just go and, and create value for somebody and and right. it will increase your income and it'll, it'll help you build the life that you want to have. Uh, and so yeah, I love so much. Yeah, I love it. And I think that's, I think genuinely that's the direction the world is going. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I would, I would venture to say that. Well, because you know, and one of the reasons I created the, the VA course was because I found out that uh, have you, you know, you've heard the stories of like, I, how did you get in this position? And like, I've had people on here who've talked like this 
you know, they're like, Hey, how did you get this? How did I, how'd you get this position? And they're like, well, I found a guy I wanted to be like, and I was just like, Hey, I'll be your assistant. Mm. Right. Like I want to be in a commercial real estate. So I found this ultra successful commercial real estate guy. And I was like, Hey, I want to do all the stuff that you don't want to do. And now this lady who was a, who started out as an assistant for commercial real estate is like a, her own commercial real estate mogul. Cause mm. you know, proximity is the proximity effect. Yeah. You know, who wouldn't, yeah. you know, if I got my assistant right here, of course I'm going to tell her stuff, him stuff or her stuff, whatever. Right. Of course you're going to get nuggets. Yeah. So why wouldn't you do that? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll do and whatever you want, man. So it was cool. Yeah. yeah. It's very cool. It's so cool. And I think, uh, I think the lesson there is invaluable. What the, the Go process ahead. that we take the kids through is, uh, uh, initially we, so we call it the creator's path where it's like, okay, if you're going to yeah, create ahead, yeah. stuff that's valuable, uh, we take you on a path. Uh, and, and the very first step of that path is, is we call it checking in. And so you have to understand where do you want to be? Who do you want to become? And, and what do you hope to create? And then the very next step is what do you need to know that you don't know yet? And who do you need to meet <laughs> that you haven't met yet to become that person? And so it's exactly that. Of, like if you want to create the next soda place, yeah. it's like who, who has created that and go and learn from them, go and yeah. go and glean everything you can from them. Uh, and that'll help you take the next step to whether yeah. you want to pivot and build it slightly different or you want to mimic them right either way, uh, go and learn yeah. from them. And do you, and do you talk about like, um, because one of the things that I see kind of in the business world, people like, they ask themselves, are they going to do this forever? And I don't know if that's a really, you know, fair question because I've had like my first business did okay, but I quickly realized after two years, like, I don't want to do this anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? And so I kind of had like a little, like, you know, this crisis that was like, oh <laughs> shoot, I thought I was going to do this forever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that, okay. So absolutely. We talk about that because I think that especially once kids start, I mean, I went through it my early twenties for sure, where it was like, yeah, I'm supposed to know what I'm going to do for the next 60 years of my life. Like, yeah, that's crazy. That that feels crazy. (laughs) And I think it's totally just an archaic principle that a lot more real now is uh, what, what we talk about is what is the thing you feel called to create right now and go and do it. And that might be different in six months, but at least, especially with kids, like, at least oh, yeah. then they'll know now you hate that thing. And now, you know, you hate it, but move on. You know, it doesn't yeah, matter. Great. Just like, yeah, keep, keep making stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like a car. Yeah. You know, you're not going to be married to this car for 60 years. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I'm absolutely a believer in that. And, and that like, cool. it brings so much peace to my soul, you know, knowing that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. And you can just tell them like, Hey, it's okay. Like the first business I had wasn't a success by any means, but it also wasn't a failure. And so for me, it was like, you know, I had to just rewire my brain, take a few days, rewire my brain and just be like, Hey, look, I'm going to take everything I learned from this, realize that it wasn't a failure, but it's not going to keep going. And then right. just like, keep going, you know, just, yeah. you know, let it yeah. go deep, breathe in, breathe out, move on. Yeah. And that scenario is actually better than most, you know, most people fail on their first try. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's a win as far as I'm concerned. Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like we didn't, yeah. we weren't like, 
you know, we weren't printing cash and we weren't losing, we weren't burning it. Right. Uh, we were just like, so I started a little like tax firm. Okay. And, and cause I, cause I had this idea like, ah, oh, dude, we're going to get this and we're going to go do bookkeeping for, we're going to go knock doors and do bookkeeping. That's exactly what we did. Got a, uh-huh. got a bunch of clients did did taxes. And then I was like, dude, I don't want to do taxes anymore. So I was, I was like, all right, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Like, but now I know taxes. Now people call me and they're like, Hey, I need help. And I can help them. And then, you know, it's really good to just like still cultivate those relationships that you gain even from everywhere. Right. So just take it and keep going and build it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, cool. and interesting enough. So I, I have spent some time in the the product, like the physical product, the e-com space. Yeah. And I learned pretty quickly that like, I actually don't really want to manage or uh, like, I don't want to manage a team of people who are like shoving out e-com products. That doesn't actually uh-huh. sound good to me. And so that, <laughs> that caused, like, I really loved the creating part of the product and uh-huh. I didn't love so yeah. much this idea of like managing a company. And so I had a hard cool. pivot, like a hard realization with myself. Yeah. Like, okay. I, I probably need to start selling my startups instead of <laughs> trying to, Build them myself. Which is great. Yeah, which is cool. Like I did it. So my second business was a product-based business. We sold okay. CBD. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. That was a huge fail on every, <laughs> on every book. That okay. We, I did not, every not line of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every line <laughs> of the balance sheet. Well, so we started it when right during the pandemic. So we started it like, dude, I remember, I remember but I also remember getting this feeling and this was the first time this was the most interesting. I love this part of my life. It was the biggest, <laughs> I lost so much money and so many things, but it was the coolest thing I've ever done because when we decided to start the CBD business, I had tunnel vision. I was like, I knew mm-hmm. without a doubt in my heart, this is exactly what I needed to do. So yeah, it was so crazy. We, we, the, the pandemic hits literally the day Utah goes in lockdown. My guy called my supplier called me. He's like, look, you need to buy this right now. It's never going to be cheaper. If you want to start, you got to do it now. So I look over my wife, I'm driving. I'm like, Hey, we got to buy this. So I, I, so I cut a check for like eight grand, about eight grand worth of inventory. Awesome. Before we had a website, <laughs> before we had <laughs> ads, dude, we were, so I buy this, right. And then I, I go, and then I call my buddy. Yeah. I call my buddy and I'm like, Hey bro, we got to get this done. He's like, all right. We, I'm like, we got it. We got to go and f- put our first Facebook ad up immediately gets pulled on our account, gets shut down because you can't sell CBD on Facebook when we were doing this. I go, Oh my gosh, are you kidding me? So, so then we go, okay, how are we going to do this? I create the podcast. So if you listen to some of the first episodes, the first sponsor was happiest and that was my company. Okay. So I'm not going to push this out with a podcast, right? Uh, We get influencers that doesn't do very well. Right. Uh, yeah. Then a year and a half later, we were just like, I can't do this anymore. So yeah. we just, so, so, but it was cool, man. It was worth every penny it's that I lost. Penny. It was great. Absolutely. It was great. It's still a tender subject with my wife, but you know what? It's fun. <laughs> She's fine. We, she, we're still together. It's good. Good. That's good. the other thing. Like your business fails. You're still married. You still got your kids. You still got your job. Yeah. You're still You'll rolling. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, my wife and I talk about uh, is, and this is like a fairly common idea, but the best stories are full of failure and they're full of hardship and they're full of challenges. And so we'll remind <laughs> each other of that frequently, you know, when we're sort of like 
face planting in the ground. But like it would be a lame story without a few face plants, you know? Yeah, for sure. What a great (laughs) quote. It would be, yeah. Yeah, right. It would be lame without a few face plants. Yep, that's absolutely (laughs) true. That's great. That's cool. Well, um, Dude, I'm I'm happy about this. I think there's a lot of people who are gonna who are gonna get a lot out of this. So before we sign off, how if somebody's listening to this and wants to get their kids involved or they want to get involved or whatever, how do they find you? Where do they go? Okay, yeah, thank you. So on uh, on Facebook, on Instagram, Instagram, we're on there as the Startup Academy, and then okay. our website is startupacademyclubs.com, and and so people can hop on there. They can see the different things we offer. And, and we'd love, we'd love, love, love to help their kids create amazing stuff. So let me ask you this. Does it cost to get into the program or how does somebody enroll? Yeah. Awesome question. And so for both the creativity club and the startup club, uh, we run them. It's a uh, semester lengths at a time. And each of those oh, cool. sessions okay. costs uh, about $300 uh, to hop oh, into the program. That's great. Holy yeah, crap. It, it's honestly, that's so it's cool. awesome. And uh, the, that's a no brainer. Yeah. And they that's come no with incredible supply packs. So we'll, we'll ship stuff to your house and get your kids all set up. You get the, you get the network of the online community. Honestly, it's incredible. And I'm, yeah, I'm not, that's great. That, but <laughs> what a good, no, what, but what a good Christmas present you got. You talking about kids in like the teen, their teenage years, right? Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, I can't think of a Christmas present for a teenage kid. <laughs> that costs less than 300 bucks. And that, and that might be whatever talking, but I mean, obviously there's, there's stuff that costs less than 300 bucks, but I'm just saying, if you're going to buy right. Christmas for a kid, that's probably right. around your budget, right? That's a great way to do it, man. That's yeah. Cool. Hey, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> that's and cool. Nowadays where there's so much screen time happening and that's, that's a conversation for another day, but um, <laughs> yeah, where right. there's so much <laughs> screen time happening for kids and, uh, there's a pretty big debate on whether that's good form or bad form. And there's a lot of evidence that would suggest if we can pull them away from the screens a little bit, it's going to be for their good. Uh, yeah. And so what we would say is let's get them away from the screens a little bit, get them making stuff and, and get their brain turning. A little yeah. Bit. Get them creating, get them selling, get them. Yeah, absolutely. Marketing. Why not? Absolutely. Dude? Why not? Well, Hey, thank you so much, Travis. I really appreciate your time, brother. Oh, Dalton. It's been a pleasure, man. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.